good to be in God's house today, doesn't it? Yes, it does. David and I looked at each other and said, we've been broken more than a time or two. All of us have been. I love the song. That's a beautiful song, and they do a great job. Can you give our band and our praise and worship team a great hand? Appreciate them. But I'll tell you, we've all been broken more than a time or two. But thank God he keeps lifting us back up. I see our guest today. I've seen many of you. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you being here on New Year's Day. I will tell you, there's probably no better way to start off a new year than to start it off at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning in the house of the Lord, worshiping with God's people. Thank all of you. Thank all of you. I've hoped that you had a great Christmas, and I pray that you had a wonderful celebration bringing in the new year. This morning, I want to talk to you in, in a subject that's in my spirit. And here's what's in my heart today to share with you. Overcoming every situation. Overcoming every situation. God bless you. You can be seated. You know, each year I hear people say, just listening, I hear them say, man, I can't wait until this year is over. I've heard people say, I hope I never have another year like I just had. I hear people say, this year has been extremely rough and I'm just ready to move on. And I totally get it. I, I understand exactly what they're saying. I've made some of those exact statements. But the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, that every year brings its setbacks and its successes every year. And here's what I know. I know that no matter the highs and the lows of 2022, there's still going to be highs and lows in 2023. But I do know this. I also know the power of a made-up mind. I'm going to say that again. I'd like for you to join me. I do know the power of a made-up mind. In fact, I will tell you this. I may be wrong on the percentage, but I think I'm right. Probably 50% of the battle is having a made-up mind. Just to let you know, devil, God brought me through 2022, and my mind's made up that no matter the highs or the lows... With the help and the grace of God, he's going to bring me through 2023. Now, I want to take you to the scripture as the foundation of what I want to speak on this morning. It's found in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, and verse 21. And this scripture has gotten a hold of me as I've been reading it. And it says this, to him who overcomes. Would you say that word, overcomes? Would all of you say it with me? To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne. Now, many people think because they are filled with the spirit that they have a reserved spot in heaven. And I hope that's true. I hope it's true. But this verse says to him who overcomes, will I grant to sit with me on my father's throne? So I'm not going to tell you how to think, but I do want to give you something to think about. Here's something to think about. 
Having the Spirit of God, I believe, empowers us. Having His name covers us. Speaking in tongues edifies us. But the verse says, to him who overcomes. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, you play a part in this. You're going to have to make up in your mind as the old saying goes, come hell, H-A-I-L, or high water, sink or swim, my mind is made up that I am an overcomer. How? By the blood of the Lamb and the Word of my testimony. I'm not going to talk defeat. I'm not going to talk about what I'm not, what I don't have, what I can't do. I'm going to talk about where I end is where God begins. Can I get a witness in this house? I'm going to just tell you this, that you will have to overcome some difficult people in your life in 2023. I applaud you for what you have overcome in 2022. But life doesn't end because you accomplished another year. We got to occupy till he comes. Can I get a witness in this house? You're going to have to overcome some hurts because people will hurt you. I'm sorry to tell you this, but pastors will hurt you. Authority figures will hurt you. Parents will hurt you. You say, man, I can't believe that pastor disappointed me. Get off of that. You've disappointed yourself. People will disappoint you. Why? Because we're constantly trying to put people up on thrones they don't belong on. And God's constantly knocking them down and allowing them to disappoint you. So you'll realize there's only one Lord. There's only one God. And only one deserves to be worshipped. And that's not a prophet. It's not a pastor. It's not a priest. It's Jehovah. It's Jesus. And he wants to be on that only throne. Can I get a witness? Amen. Here's the next thing I want to remind you is that you are going to have to, in this year, overcome some hurts, some habits, and some hangups. Because here's what I know. I know that the enemy's strategy is to wear you out. Can I be transparent with you? The enemy has tried to wear me out in 2022 with just stuff. It can even be things that are very important, but things nonetheless can wear you out. And I'm going to get ahead of myself, but this is why I'm going to keep encouraging you. Do your best to get into the presence of God every day. Why? Because in his presence, there is fullness of joy. Because people and life and sickness and finances and your boss will delete from you, will try to subtract from you. But when you get into the presence of God, God is the great restorer. He wants to restore your joy and restore your strength. Here's the good news. That greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So no matter what the highs and the lows of 2023 may be, we know that we are more than conquerors through Christ who has loved us. See, we have... I want to just encourage you about something. We've overcome COVID and we're still here. We've overcome two hurricanes, a hundred year flood and a freeze and a lot of other junk and we're still here. 
Come on, somebody. We've overcome some major tragedies in this church, but we're still here. And some of us have overcome some sin and some setback and some diseases and some things the enemy tried to put on us. But you know, we just kept our faith and we kept our patience and we're still standing. Why? Because we're made up in our mind. Come what may, we are overcomers. I'm going to talk about how to overcome anything. I believe with all of my heart that God wants us to rule and reign. I don't believe that God wants us just to survive. I believe he wants us to thrive. I believe I have Bible for that. John 10 and 10. He's come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Can I get a witness? See, I'm going to say this again. Life is not supposed to defeat us. Life is not supposed to defeat us. What are are you doing? I'm just letting that settle in. Life is not supposed to defeat us. God wants us to be victorious. Here's what the scripture says. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. Check this out. You have put some things under his feet. All things under his feet. You say, Pastor, how do I keep sin and habits and sickness and self under my feet? Here's the answer. Walk in the spirit. Not today, devil. (laughs) My wife, my wife gave all of our family pencils. And on those pencils, it says, not today, devil. That's what you ought to say. Wake up in the morning. Not today, devil. I'm going to walk in the spirit. I'm going to walk all over myself. I'm going to walk over sin. I'm going to walk over sickness. I'm going to walk in victory. I'm just letting some stuff settle in. He hadn't put some things under your feet. He's put all things under your feet. Come on. Last year may have kicked your tail, so to speak, but get back up and declare, I am an overcomer through the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. Maybe last year you struggled with some addiction. Get back up. Now, you're not going to hear many preachers tell you this, but it doesn't matter to me, really. I care, but it doesn't matter to me how many times you fall. What matters to me and to God is how many times are you willing to get back up? So, so this one sin in your life keeps taking you back like a dog goes to its vomit. But how many times are you saying, devil, you got me again, but I'm going to get back up. And with the help and grace of God, this can be my year that that iniquity is broken. I declare it in the name of the Lord Jesus that this is the year. Amen. Maybe some of you are just addicted to food. Food is an addiction to you. We talk about smoking. We talk about drugs and alcohol. But I'm going to tell you, food is a big deal. If y'all get honest, you can say amen. It's a big deal. Food can be a comfort to us. It can be a big deal to us. And if we're not careful, we can get addicted to it. Thank you for the three amens that I got and the two Baptist nods. I'll take it. 
Y'all know it's the truth. Hey, and you know what? You can be as big as you want to be. That makes no difference to me. If you're 600 pounds, I'm going to love all 600 pounds of you. Here is my point, though. If it's an addiction, then God wants to help you with that. No matter what it is, God wants you to overcome it so that you're not a slave to it, no matter what it is. I preached last year on resentment. I got a lot of text on that particular message, which let me know that a lot of people deal with resentment. So here's what I'm saying. If resentment ate your lunch, then you just trust that this year, God's going to help me to get over that person, help me to get over that situation. I'm going to let that rest. I'm not going to let that tie me down. And I'm going to move on into the victory that Christ has for my life. Now, I've told you what I want to talk about. Now, let me talk about it. You say, okay, pastor, that's all great. How do I do it? How, how can I overcome every situation? Can I pause for just a minute? I've been to services, and at the end, everybody says, man, that's so good. And then you ask, what did the preacher preach? And they said, well, I don't know, but it, whew, it was good. Whew. Felt the power. And I'm thankful for all of that, right? But this is just me. At the end of the day, I want to give you something that you can take on Monday and slap the devil with it. I love inspiration, but I need more than inspiration. My people are destroyed, not because they're not inspired, because they lack knowledge. I need a knowledge of the word so that when I go out and face the devil on Monday, how can I conquer this? How can I overcome this? How can I win in life? How can I thrive and not just survive? That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. I want to give you how to do it, not just you can. This is how that you do it. Number one, how you can overcome every situation. First of all, know who you are. If I reflect back on the whole year, I think one of the most important topics that I preach about is identity. Because when you know who you are, you know who you're not. And when you know you're reaching for the best, you can let go of the rest and be comfortable. That's not what I'm called to do. That's not who I am. That's not my lane. This is who God's called me. This is my purpose. This is my gifts. And my identity is not in the world's values of appearance, affluence acceptance and approval my identity is in the values of this word who he says I am does that make sense see God calls you an overcomer but if you don't believe this reality then you're not going to live it can I say it again God calls you an overcomer but if you don't believe it you're not going to live it and you won't experience it see an overcomer is a person who prevails over opposition or temptations in order to gain the victory. Notice this. Jesus was the word, right? He was the name and he is the spirit. But he still had to overcome Satan in the wilderness. You can have the name, the blood, and the word, but you still have to stand up and overcome temptation, overcome the enemy, overcome the tests and the trials of life. I will not allow this to get me down. I'm going to use my mouth and my mind to be an overcomer. I am going to confess who I am in Christ because where I end is where he begins. 
Say this with me. Everything Everything I need in life life is within me. me. If you are a spirit-filled believer, you can say that. Everything I need in life is already within me. You need wisdom? You got it. You need power? You got it. You need the overcomer? You got it. It's already in you. Man, I feel like preaching this morning. Quit being like a dog chasing its tail saying, I hope I get it. So many people say, you know what? When my ship comes in, I'm going to be at the airport. Quit speaking that over your life. Say, I got everything I already need because I got him in my life. I'm living in a God gravity. If I need it, God's bringing it to me. And if I don't need it, it's exiting my story. Okay, and you say, well, I don't know who I am. Then here's what I'm going to encourage you to do. Meditate on this word until it goes the 18 inches from your head to your heart. Until you become convinced. I know my daddy called me trash and my mama called me nothing, but God calls me his son. Does that make sense? All right, here's the second way that you can overcome any situation. Stay intimate with Christ. Okay, I am telling you right now, that I strive every day to get into the presence of God. Does it always happen? No, but it is a goal of mine. Why? Because I know that every day is going to bring its challenges. And what I need is the strength of God. I need the wisdom of God. I need the favor of God. And so that happens through staying intimate with God. Does that make sense? So many times, I want you to hear this, so many times we try to receive the benefits that God has for us without intimacy with him, and that only brings frustration. I'm going to say that again. We try to get the benefits that only come from intimacy with Christ. And God is saying, look, I want to bless you, but more than me blessing you, I want relationship with you. Because only in relationship can I restore you, renew you, refill you, thrill you, help you. Does that make sense? See, everything in life, here's the scripture, Galatians 5 and 6. Everything in God's kingdom, Galatians 5 and 6. Everything in God's kingdom works through love. Faith that works through love. All the blessings, I want you to get this, all the blessings. Say it with me, all the blessings. Say it with me, all the blessings comes through relationship. Any blessing you want comes through relationship. When you're trying to get God's blessings outside of relationship, you're going to frustrate yourself. You can't act like and do like the world does and get God's favor and blessings. The direction that you need to walk in victory, you know where that comes from? It comes through a relationship with him. All the blessings you desire for your life, you know where that comes from? Through a relationship with him. How do I know? Because it's my life verse. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom. And if you will seek first the kingdom, all these things will be added to you. We're trying to get him to add all these things to us without seeking him first. And it's going to frustrate you. Can I keep going? Okay, here's what I want to tell you before I move on. Ladies and gentlemen... Listen to me, please. Knowing how much God loves you is literally your strength and your superpower. It makes you an overcomer. 
You, you, you say, why? Because intimacy with God does not come through keeping the rules or traditions. It comes through revelation of his love for you. I'm going to say that again. It comes through his revelation for his love for you. I already know I don't deserve it, but because he loves me, he wants to give it to me. I already know I'm not worthy enough. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to just tell you, I'm not worthy enough to stand before you and preach the gospel. I'll never be worthy enough. But because of his great love, he makes me worthy. And when I get a revelation of how much he loves me, it doesn't mean that I want to go out and trample on his grace. It means I want to get so close to him that I don't hurt him because I want to live up to the potential that he sees I have. I want to live up to his expectation. I want the favor of God to rest upon my life. Does that make sense? Okay, let's go on. Number three, here's what you got to do if you want to overcome. You have to believe what Jesus has done. See, Pentecostals get hung up with this because y'all been taught it's what you do. Brothers and sisters, I love you. I don't mean to hurt you or cross you. You can believe what you want to, but it is not about what you do. It's about what he's done. You could give a million dollars to to the church and that's not going to buy one drop of his blood. You could give $2 million and it's not going to buy his robe of righteousness. That doesn't mean that we live a frivolous lifestyle and that means we can just do whatever we want. Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. That's not what Paul is talking about. What he is talking about is that it is the blood of Jesus that justifies us and it's nothing good in your own. Because while you were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Here's Galatians 3 and 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having been made a curse for us. God was made a curse for you so that you could be blessed. God took upon all of your sin and he paid for all of your sin so that you wouldn't have to. By his stripes, you were healed. God did everything for you. And when you get the revelation of how much he loves you, all it does is you want to draw closer to him. Because you can't believe somebody like yourself is so loved by somebody like him. Here's the fourth thing. If you want to overcome every situation, you've got to learn to act on the truth of the word. Plenty of people say they believe what the Bible says, but you just look at their life. Mm. Let the word of God, brothers and sisters, take root in your heart. To the point that it influences your actions. I'm not going to do that because I've hidden the word of God in my heart that I may not sin against him. It doesn't mean you won't mess up occasionally. It doesn't mean you won't fail God. But it means you get back up and say, God, forgive me. I know that was stupid. I made a mistake. But God, I'm coming back to you, Lord, because I know your grace is sufficient. Make sense? Here's Matthew 7 and 24. I want to give you a Bible for this. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and talk to me, does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. You know, you know, I look at some people and there's a lot of people, not some, there are a lot of people smarter than me, better than me, can do it greater than me. And I know that, but yet I'm not comparing, but I look at their life and I see, man, mm, there's so much more they could do. And then I look at my life and realize, man, I'm not that smart. And yet 
You see the favor of God in areas of your life and you realize it's not who you are, but it's how you think. It's really not in your abilities. It's in how you think. Because you're going to have to pull out, 20 and 23, you're going to have to pull out some weeds and you're going to have to plant some seeds. You're going to have to pull out some weeds and plant some seeds. If you don't like the harvest that you got in 2022, then pull the weeds of some stinking thinking and put some seeds of God's word in your mind. Come on, somebody. Come on. All right, I got to hurry. Here's number five. If you want to overcome every situation, use your authority. Use your authority. We were at dinner the other night with some very close friends of ours. We were just talking about the new year. And someone brought up, well, do you have a word for this new year? So our good friends started it off. He said his word. She said her word. Janet said her word. And then I said my word. Here's my word for 2023. Authority. That's my word. I want to walk in the authority of God's word. I am tired of backing up. I don't want to walk in arrogance. I want to walk in humility. I don't want to be cocky, but I want to be confident in his word and who he says that I am. Does that make sense? See, I believe, this is just my personal belief, you don't have to believe it, but I believe not using our authority as Christians is probably the number one reason Christians aren't overcoming in life. The the old saying, whatever will be, will be, should not be the anthem of the spirit-filled believer. Jesus didn't look at the leper and say, well, I'm sorry, you know, whatever will be, will be. That's your tough luck. You got leprosy, not my fault. Too bad, so sad. He didn't do it. He wasn't afraid of leprosy. Everybody else was afraid. They wouldn't go near it. But Jesus stepped right into it. Why? Because he knew who he was. And he knew God was with him. And he knew he had the authority to rebuke disease and sickness and death. Does that make sense? Oh, well, whatever will be, will be. That should not be the anthem of the believer. You ought to step into that situation and say, you know what? As a king and as a priest and as a son of God, he has given me dominion upon the earth. And God wants me to do upon the earth what his will is in heaven. How do you know that? Because the scripture tells me in Matthew 6 and 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. And Jesus showed us what a reconstructed Eden looks like. Can't even get into that. I don't want this to blow your mind and I hope you understand what I'm about to tell you. But ladies and gentlemen, he wants you to be a Jesus junior. Yes, he does. I have people tell me all the time, boy, Trey's a spitting image of you. He should be. I'm his father. People ought to come around and say, man, I see Christ in you. When I get around you, I feel the love of God. Man, when I get around you, I just sense joy in your life. Man, when I get around you, I just feel, I just, I just sense goodness. You're just good to people. I've watched you. You're just good to people. Instead of saying, ah, nobody likes me, everybody hates me, I'm going to eat some work. I'm just a Christian suffering for the name. Baloney with all that mess. Come on, get out of that self-pity. You know why the devil wants you in self-pity? Because when you're a sword in self-pity, you don't have any pity for anybody else. 
when you're so absorbed in yourself, you can't give to nobody else because you're looking for everybody to give to you. Get out of that mess. Declare over yourself, it may have happened to me, but that's not who I am. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody. Say this with me. Say, Jesus gave me his authority. Yes, he did. You say, I don't know if I believe that or not. Okay, let me take you to Luke 10 and 19. Behold, I give you authority to do what? To have a pity party. To sit and talk about how bad it is. What the government's going to do. What Biden's going to do. What all this other junk's going to do. You know what? I don't know what's going to happen in 2023, but I know who brought me through 2022, and I know who's going to bring me through 2023 if God tarries. My mind, by the grace of God, is made up. I am an overcomer. Shout it with me. I am an overcomer. Let me finish out this verse. Here's what it says. Behold, I give you authority to do what? Trample. Trample on what? Scorpions and over some of the power of the enemy. And a couple things shall hurt you. So you got to get this word in you and you got to keep saying it over and over till it gets from your head to your heart. Jesus didn't have a little uh, New Testament Bible when he was in the wilderness and the devil comes to him. He said, hold on just a minute, devil, while I break my New Testament out. He was the word. And he spoke it with authority. Satan, get thee behind me. The word says you shall worship the Lord your God. And him only shall you worship. Come on, somebody. It doesn't mean you're arrogant or cocky. It means you know who you are. And you know you got the authority to trample over the head of Satan. Because he's given you that authority. Show. Number six, stand in faith. How can I overcome every situation? You stand in faith. Look at, look at 1 John 5 and 4. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. See, you can't even please God without faith. To be an overcomer requires you standing on what God says, no matter what. I'm not being disrespectful. I'm giving, you a, I'm giving you something to see. Guess what? You know what? You stand on the authority. I'm standing on the promises. There are scholars that say there's 7,000 promises in this Bible. But if you don't know them, you can't access them. Come on, somebody. I'm not being disrespectful to the word. I'm giving you an illustration. Devil, I'm standing on who he says I am. I'm standing in 2023 on the promises of God. And by the grace of God, my faith is not going to waver by what my eyes see. My eyes may see my kids backing up, but my faith believes they're stepping up. My faith... My faith doesn't pay attention to what my eyes see. Sometimes, literally, I'll just close my eyes. God, I, I, I don't even want to see that. Because that's going to discourage me. When you see your kids doing stupid stuff, and yet you got a promise in your spirit, God's going to restore them. You got to quit looking at the stupid stuff and just keep confessing. It don't matter how it looks. God's told me he's going to restore my kiddos. It don't matter how I feel. God, God told me he's going to restore my health. 
Come on, somebody. You got to stand in faith. Faith, faith, ladies and gentlemen, does not back down until it sees what God has said. Devil, just listen to me. I ain't trying to pick no fight, but I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to let up. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to back up. I'm going to stand. And when I've done all I know to do to stand, then I'm going to keep standing. And I'm going to stand on the promises of God's word because I believe if God said it, it settles it, and I'm going to see it. It may not be today. It may not be six months from now, but it's coming. Shout, it's coming. Shout, it's coming. Lastly, here it is. If you want to overcome every situation, here's a big one. You got to forgive everybody. This is big. This is huge. You got to forgive everybody. When you're offended, you're trapped and you're controlled by the enemy. Here's what Pastor Hargrove, my pastor from Dallas, Texas, keeps telling me all the time. Wayne, be the hardest person in the room to offend. He tells me that all the time. Wayne, be the hardest person in the room to offend. Make up in your mind, no matter what, I'm not going to be offended. But the help and grace of God. And if I am, God, help me to forgive him quickly. Because that is a trap. Unforgiveness and resentment is a trap of the enemy to keep you locked in mediocrity. You don't know my husband. No, I don't. But I know a great God that can help you to forgive him. You don't know my wife. No, I don't. But I know a great God that can help you. We say the truth will make you free. But I'm going to tell you, before it sets you free, it makes you mad first. Come on, somebody. What I'm talking about can make you mad. But you know you're on the right, you're, yeah, you're on the right vein here. So it's making some of you mad. But listen, you know what? God put that woman in your life not to make you happy, to make you holy. He put that man in your life not to make you happy, to make you holy. I know you thought one thing when you said, I do. <laughs> but God thought something else. Ooh, isn't it the truth? Ooh, my Lord. See, unforgiveness, and I got, I got, to, I got to close. Unforgiveness, y'all can help me. Unforgiveness is the strategy of the enemy to keep you from overcoming. If you only knew what my uncle did to me, I, in all sincerity, I don't know what he did. And I'm extremely sorry for whatever he did if it hurt you. And I mean that. Your parents hurt you. A pastor has hurt you. Maybe I've even hurt you, and I'm extremely sorry. But I'm going to tell you something. You're trapped if you don't release that. I can't prove this. I've said it many times. I can't prove it, but I believe it. I don't believe Jesus would have ever experienced the resurrection had he said, Father, forgive them, had he not said it. He released every one of, his, of the people all of us. He literally released all of us because all of us crucified him. He released every single person who's ever lived. He released them. And he said, Father, forgive them because they don't even know what they do. And again, I may be wrong, but I believe that's what got him up on resurrection morning. Because when you look at the life of Christ, he came to his own and his own received him not. You know what he had to overcome? He had to overcome the very people that should have accepted him, rejected him. He had to overcome that. He came to his own. That's in the book of John. He came to his own and his own received him not. Come on, let's get honest. It's one thing if you're going down the road. <laughs> Yo, I tell off on myself so much. I shouldn't do this. I was in Houston. Y'all, in 2022, I didn't get victory over road rage. 
Would y'all please pray for me? Come on, I just need to know, does anybody feel my pain? I, I just need to know, oh, thank God I'm not by myself. But I was behind this man, the light was green and I knew he was on his phone and yes, I honked the horn and he gave me the high sign. And Janet said, Wayne, I know why you don't live in Houston because you, you, you wouldn't be saved. You would not be saved if you lived in Houston. I'm like, my God, the light was green for five seconds and he's on his stupid phone. He needs to go. I got things to do. Here's why I'm telling you that. He did. He gave me the high sign. I knew what it meant. And everything in me, y'all, this is awful, but this is my stinking stupid flesh. Everything in me wanted to give it right back to him. God, forgive me. Do y'all have any honest people in here that you don't do what you think? And aren't you thankful for the spirit of the living God that keeps you and restrains you? It's called the fruit of the spirit, self-control. Yes, so I'm glad to tell you with all of my faults and failures, I did have some self-control. I didn't give him the high sign. I didn't cuss him. I just said, God help me. Are y'all with me? It is real. So I don't want y'all to think I got up here and, you know, I gave you these seven steps because I know how to do it and I've arrived. That's a farce. I haven't arrived. But I tell you this, I've left the station and I'm on my way to hopefully be in Christ-like. Because at the end of the day, it's more than just me talking with tongues. And it's more than just me coming and sitting on a pew and hearing good worship like we did today. It's me overcoming a boss that's ignorant. And me overcoming a wife or a husband or relatives or a pastor or authority figures that have hurt us. And it's staying in a place of forgiveness. Here's 2 Corinthians 2 and 10, and I'm going to wrap this up. Here's what Paul says. I have forgiven. I want you to notice this. Please put it up. I have forgiven that one. He's talking about a particular person for your sake in the presence of Christ. Here it is. Lest Satan should take advantage of us. That's a powerful scripture. You know what unforgiveness does? It gives the advantage to Satan. And Paul knew it. When you're walking in unforgiveness, you don't know what they've done to me. No, I don't. And again, I'm very sincere. I'm extremely sorry. But you're the one who's being trapped. They may be out on a golf course having a good time. Man, I wish I had another 30 minutes to preach. Y'all know I could. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to remind you of something. You can be lost on accident but you're going to have to be saved on purpose you're going to have to make up in your mind no matter the highs and the lows that this year brings I am an overcomer through the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony would you stand with me I don't know about y'all, but again, I'm just being transparent. There are times I want to pray, God, listen, I think I've learned enough. Would you go easy on me this year? I'd kind of like to coast a little bit. 
no pressure, no problems, nothing go wrong. Everybody stay healthy, no tragedies. Here's what the Lord says. I'm not going to remove your problems. Instead, I'm going to make you stronger. And I'm going to make you a better person by allowing some new situations in your life. So you accomplish that? Great. Now here's something new. Why? Because he's constantly wanting us to take the next step to become like Christ. How can I overcome every situation? First of all, know who you are in Christ. Know who you are. If you don't, get in this word and learn it. Come on, somebody. Second of all, stay intimate with God. Try to strive to get into his presence every day. Here's the third thing. Believe what Jesus has done for you. Act on the truth of his word. Use your God-given authority. Stand firm in the faith and forgive everybody so that the enemy cannot trap you. Father, I thank you for your word. It is such a great privilege. God, it's such a great privilege to bring your word to your wonderful people. And God, I pray that today we do more than just hear the word, but that we, Lord, act upon the word and that we hide it in our hearts That God, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will be able to raise up a standard against him because of the word that is nigh us, even in our mouth. And God, we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Now, before you go, I don't know what they're going to sing, but I'm just asking you, before you go, would you just stand right where you are? And would you just ask the Lord to help you to soar before you walk out of here, his word, to bring revelation to you? If you're a believer, I'm asking you as your pastor, if I'm your pastor, if you're a believer, would you lift up your hands? And would you just ask the Lord right now to help you soar his word? God, help us. I've been held by Savior. I fell far from above. I've been down to the river, ain't the same. A prodigal return.